Awesome date. August 30th, 2010. Awesome topic. A doctor so dark, he's Dracula Black. Oh, God. This is the Awesome Cast. Folks, and welcome to the Awesome Cast, the authority on awesome. I'm Basil. I'm Eric. And with us is special guest. Hey guys, it's Clarissa from Anime World Order. Yes, finally, the trifecta is complete. Yeah, we've got to, we've collected them all. <laughs> it's terrific. We're like Pokemon. Exactly. But it's really easy because um. there's only three of you. Right, right. Um, it's actually kind of funny considering that I actually asked you to do this almost a year ago at Anime Week in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was right after the uh, podcasters' roundtable, like, can, can, right. can you please come, come, come talk blackjack on our pod, 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 podcast? And so it took forever to get Eric into it. Oh, whatever. It did. You didn't even buy it or anything until, yeah, I like, had it, like, two <laughs> months ago. December. Sure, Whatever. I'm much better blackjack fan than you. I don't even want to hear it. Well, you are now. <laughs> that see what happens is sometimes me and Eric will butt heads, mm-hmm. and I'll go, "Oh man, Eric, this is this really awesome thing. You should en- see it and enjoy it." And he goes, "Man, whatever. You're stupid." And then he'll eventually try it. He goes, "Oh man, Basil, this is the awesomest thing. This is the best thing ever." <laughs> like I wish you had totally told me about this. Like, like it happened with Mass Effect. <laughs> It's happened with Mass Effect, and yeah. it happened with Blackjack. But because like, you were telling me like Tesco only does Astro Boy, that's all I can think of that in Kemba. And I'm like, that's because you haven't read Blackjack yet. Well, I haven't actually read Astro Boy either, so. Well, well, there. Well, there you go. I probably shouldn't have admitted that on air, but uh, there you go. It's okay. It's I, too I, late. I, it's too late now. Yeah. I didn't actually watch Akira it's until okay. like half a year ago. It's okay. I saw The Lion King, so I've seen plenty of Tezuka's work. Oh. Uh, oh, cold. <laughs> so, anyways, that's, of course, for people who somehow have started listening to this and don't realize it, there is a website, awesomecast.com. Included is our entire index of awesome. Every podcast we've ever done and ever will be done will be eventually there. Even the ones we want to forget about. Well, you know, sometimes we are a bunch of weird dicks, but that's irrelevant to the conversation today. And of course, um, Clarissa is part of the AWO. You can find that at AnimeWorldOrder.com. Yes, indeed. And our ridiculously long backlog of posts and episodes, each one of which is also ridiculously long. And, um, you know, normally I wouldn't think to point people to it, but we have crazy people who actually will, like, discover the podcast now and go back and listen to every single episode. I don't know how they make it through all of that. Well, you got a bunch of truckers listening to uh, your podcast? That's a lot of I know. I guess a lot of people with, like, 
you know, boring night jobs that they have nothing else to do except just listen to stuff. Oh, yeah. I could see that loading that up while I'm stalking at Target or something like right, that. Right, right. Uh, there's also other things. For example, whenever I do a road trip to Atlanta, mm-hmm. podcasts are a godsend because they keep me awake. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, since I work at GameStop, whenever I open or close the store, I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. So that's a good way to kill time. I mean, there's exercising. There's plenty of times you can listen to a podcast. You should just expand your horizons. Expand my horizons. Yeah, I've, I've tried listening at work sometimes, but it's tough for me because I, I'll usually find that I'll listen to an episode and then um, about ten minutes or so will go by and I realize that I have no idea what they've been talking about because sometimes it's hard for me to keep my attention on what I'm doing and the podcast at the same time. I have the exact same problem. That's why I only do it when I'm opening or closing or if I'm like eating lunch or something. Right, Because right. something that I can do that I'm not actually really paying attention to yeah. But only sort of paying attention to. I guess I shouldn't say that I'm doing that while I'm driving, but you know it works out. Exactly. I don't want to admit anything on uh, on air that could be later used in a court of law. Here. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> so, you, what anime world order episode were you listening to when you plowed into that bus of orphans? Eighty one B. But speaking of anime week in Atlanta, that's coming up soon. Oh um, God, especially. I know. Especially when this get this recording actually hits the air. Oh yeah, it'll be real close. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. two weeks after that. Right. Um, what panels do y'all have coming up? Uh oh my gosh, we actually have a pretty um, decent number of panels that we have to prepare for in less time than we initially thought. Um, I think we were thinking, oh, we have so much time, and then it's actually gonna sneak up on us. Um, much quicker than that. I'm just pulling up the list because we actually have like a decent number of these panels. That's cool. I only have two because I was lazy this year. Right. Well, actually, comparison because I've never actually really done panels at Eighty Way. Uh huh. Then this actually is way more than I've ever done, but I'll ignore that. Right. Um. So we've got a, a few different panels. Daryl's going to be doing his Anime 101 panel, which I assume will be pretty similar to the one he just did at Anime Festival Orlando. Um, Gerald's going to be repeating his uh, History of Hentai panel. Um, we're also doing the Everyone is a Critic on reviews and criticism for anime. Um, then we'll also be doing the Podcaster Roundtable, uh, which I'm sure you guys are welcome to uh, sit in on if you haven't already planned on doing it. Um, Gerald's going to be reprising his Evolution of Mech Design panel, which, I don't know, Daryl and I worked on that last time, too, so it might be all three of us. I'm not quite sure. And um, I'll also be doing a a panel on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, finally. I've been thinking about doing it for a while. And then uh, I think Daryl's also reprising the Panel of Doom and Craziest Deaths panels, so... It's a pretty full schedule for us. Yeah, I actually just got back um, from my friend Drew. He's from Akibara Renditions. Um, we actually were planning out two of our panels. I know that he's also doing, um, with his friend Richard, also in Akibara, and Dave Merrill, doing the uh, Anime Mecha D-List, which is the shows that you probably don't actually want to talk about, but they're going to talk about them anyways. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like every show Kevin ever talks about. Yeah, maybe. Um <laughs> And then he's on some other anime con, uh, why anime con panel, which he's still not actually sure what it actually is. Mm. Uh, he was just thrown on there, and he was like, oh, okay. 
the two that me and him are working together, we're doing two. Uh, one is called the Ingress Jamboree. It's a brand new thing we've been we've been working on, and it's it's our own variation of the clip show. Because between Anime Hell and Panel of Doom and Craziest Deaths, we were we couldn't think about anything else we could throw our own spin onto. And then we were watching a bunch of random, really Englishy anime openings and endings. We're like, wait a minute, this would work. So that's what the uh, it's going to be like a clip show, but it's going to be focusing on English. Oh, okay. Um, and we'll be There's trying a plenty bunch of, of good examples to choose from. <laughs> although there are, um, we're discovering it more and more. And we're actually going to do mixing in um, other things uh, besides just openings and endings to sort of inter- inter, uh, space it out. Mm-hmm. Sadly, it's, I think, at, at 1 o'clock on Friday, so no Beck. But oh. that's okay. I, I, I hope there'll be some Sengoku boss or Dante Masamune action. Oh, I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll put our guns on. Uh, <laughs> I'm positive that. <laughs> and then uh, we're also doing, me and Drew doing one um, called the... Uh, AWA's Wild War- Wide World of Sports oh. anime, mm. which is going to be um, a panel about <clears throat> sports anime. You know why why people do don't watch it, why they should watch it. Here's a bunch of examples of awesome sports anime, and then finally uh, maybe some try to figure out ideas how to get people to actually watch the stuff. You should put me on there for why you shouldn't watch it. <laughs> Like, uh, look, just because you actually know what football is yeah, and then two, watched I Show 21. We're two white guys <laughs> who have never played any sports before in our entire life. Here to tell you about some shows from people who have never seen any sports when I was before. growing up. You shut up. Uh, uh, if you can't tell, I hate sports anime because I played sports and so it makes me twitch. Oh, I see. When the Japanese start talking about football, it's like, okay, come on, guys. Don't do that. No. Uh but when See, I was the opposite. It, like, I don't know anything about sports or care, so... But I, I only, like, watch sports anime and read sports manga. So I wouldn't notice, like, them getting things wrong or being weird. That's how Basil is. Basil's like, you should check out this iShield 21. It's an awesome anime. And then I see some of the stuff they say about, like, formations and stuff. And it's like, oh, God. You know, the magic of the curl route. Wasn't that in there somewhere? Oh, anyway... Which is funny, because iShield 21 is actually the anime that got me into sports anime in general. Which you bought for me, originally. Yes, I, I, I downloaded it for you, because I'm like, oh man, this is hilarious. You should watch well, this. And There's kind of two categories of sports anime or manga, because there's the more realistic types, and then like the crazy, over-the-top ones. And iShield 21 is definitely one of the weird, over-the-top ones that isn't trying to at all be accurate. But there's other ones that are... I don't know about for American football, but definitely in other ones, there's you know shows that try to be a little more realistic. Like Giant Killing is, for soccer, one of the more, like... I don't know, maybe it's not accurate and I just can't tell, but it seems I, more realistic. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, recently, uh, tweets of Hoover Dam, she keeps going, oh man, I, 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 I experienced that before. Hmm. Like, especially like on the fan side. And on the professional side of the actual inner goings on of the actual club. Oh, okay, yeah. So, I'm thinking Jai Killing is one of the more realistic ones. It's amazing that it's still so good that Studio Dean couldn't screw it up. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they tried, but, you know, it's still good enough. Yeah. Attempts, attempts were made. Like, hey, well, it's like, you know, at least it's not B-Train. Well, it's true. I mean... <laughs> B-Train would have screwed it up. <laughs> it's true. I mean, even Gonzo tried screwing up Full Metal Panic, but 
again, the source material was so good, it, it, they failed right. at screwing it up. Man, when is Kiwani going to make more Full Metal Panic? That's a good question. I, I really wish they would dump this Moe crap and reprise the same episode of Harhi over and over again. Yeah. I mean, I don't really... I, I'd be fine. I'd be fine with them making the Moe stuff, but also make more Full Metal Panic. <laughs> exactly. There See, I, I, would, I would take that. I would. I would take yeah. that. I mean, we understand if you got to make your bank, but could you please give us some good stuff? Right. Too? Right. <laughs> you know. I mean, they have to be swimming enough money. Well, I get no. They can't be swimming enough money. I mean, they probably still make pennies, but let's just give me something that's actually good, because you're capable of it. So anyways, I guess we'll talk, talk about sad things and more like moment of awesome things. Exactly. Normally we have a music cue, but our music cue guy for this one isn't here. Exactly. So we're, we're all going to have to do an impromptu rap. So uh, <laughs> oh, no. here we go. No, I'm kidding. No, no, <laughs> we're just going <clears> to... <throat> yeah, we there always we do there everything in post. <laughs> well, what happened is, is that for this particular segment, um, James is like, I'll make some music. It hasn't made any music yet. No, we never did. Yeah. And so usually our, our buddy Kevin will do his own little musical ditty. Ah. And, but he's not here to do it, so it's like... And you don't want to hear us sing, so... At least not that. <laughs> um, but we could do a wonderful duet of Jenny Says. We're not going to do a duet of Jenny Says. <laughs> yes. Duet of Jenny Says. I'm on this. Um, so yeah, uh, while I could talk about The Expendables or Scott Pilgrim, I've seen them both. Actually, what I've been really watching lately, it's actually uh, Sci-Fi's uh, Eureka. Um, I actually got into it because they did a crossover episode of Warehouse 13. And Warehouse mm. 13's decent. Um, it's enough to kill an hour. Right. But Eureka's actually really good. When I actually started I've been hearing it. really good things about that, but I, I confess I haven't started watching it yet. I should catch up on it. Well, I, I don't know if it's just me or this perception, but... As of late, it feels like there's less and less good anime per season showing up that I'm actually paying attention to. Mm. And so a weird flip side of that, I've been watching way more American TV show that's, that I normally normally do. Right. Which actually I've... has me catching up on stuff I haven't actually watched before. Yeah, I've been watching a pretty decent amount of American television myself because I, I had sort of a similar thing where for a long time I was watching a lot of anime and I really wasn't watching American television at all. But there's just been a lot of really good shows lately. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I guess overall there's less anime being made. Maybe that's why there's fewer shows, or maybe it's just that, you know, since Moe and kind of harem shows are the big thing, you know. But I can definitely see what you mean. I, I've seen a couple episodes of Warehouse 13, but I couldn't really get too into it. Like, some of the plots were interesting, but the acting's kind of lackluster. Yeah, Warehouse 13 suffers from the problem of that its main characters, quote-unquote, are have no chemistry, are not good actors, and I can't really figure out why they're there. Like, the uh, <laughs> the scientist is awesome, the, the female scientist is awesome, and the warehouse stuff is awesome, but the quote-unquote main characters are just... I don't, you know, they, the show would be so much better if they just disappeared mm, and it became yeah. Arnie and his hot female assistant go around the world finding awesome artifacts, like... But, yeah, right. Eureka's not a problem because the entire cast is good. Yeah, Eureka's really awesome. Eureka's a terrific show. I mean, it's about this, um... It's no leverage, but it's, it's pretty awesome. Oh, man, well, yeah. leverage. So but good. Le leverage is probably the best TV show going on right now. I mean, I won't doubt that that's, that's totally true. 
But I didn't choose Labyrinth. I chose Eureka. So, oh, yeah, which yeah. is about a uh, sheriff Jack Carter, who ends up at this town called Eureka, which is where all the great scientists of you know the world all meet together to do crazy mad scientist crap, and then he has to solve the problems using his good old American know-how. Mm. The uh, it was actually best so far, in my opinion, the first uh, two and a half seasons. Where they had a where his um, one of his main rivals, as it were, was this guy named Doctor Nathan Stark, which is pretty much Tony Stark from Iron Man, and then I realized that Jack Carter acts a whole lot like Captain America, and they had that same sort of rivalry between the two. Oh, only it's okay. in this it's only but it's only this goofy like you know mad scientist show, but the way they bicker it's it's almost as good as House and Wilson. Interesting. So, so that's one. That's mine. Eric, what what do you? Uh, this is gonna be hard because the only thing I've really read or done this week is read Blackjack uh, four through eight, and then read Buddha three and four. So, uh, we're about to talk about. Well, I mean, not those volumes, but we're about to talk about that for like, you know, an hour. So I don't really want to do that. Uh, I hated the Expendables. Don't go see it. It's trash. <laughs> Like, that's not really a moment of awesome, but I think everyone should be warned that, uh... See, I'm allowed to disagree with, with you there. Like, I, it's I, terrible. It's an 80s action flick. No, it's... No, 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 no. I've seen... Look, Rambo... Have you Predator, seen Rambo recently? Die Hard, yes. In and, the last two years. Like, I have seen good, goofy action movies. There are plenty... Crank. You know, uh, uh, the, the, the Transporter. I mean, there are, you know, goofy, fun, over-the-top... Death Race. God, Death Race was a better movie than this. G.I. Joe was a better written and more understandable movie What This movie was completely and utterly understandable. But it had no... No, it wasn't. First off, no, it wasn't. And secondly, it had no awesome action. Like, like it's like... What? No, no. There were no wow... There was one wow moment in the entire film when he broke the guy's neck with his kick, right? Other than that, explosions and bullets. Who cares? But they are really good explosions and bullets. Yeah. Feh. So that's mine. I don't really have anything else except for how much I hated the Expendables. <laughs> Philistine. Like, um... Go watch Scott Pilgrim. Oh, the new um, Harry Harrison short story is good. There we go. The okay, there own, we go. Uh, I, I read it, uh, uh, actually, the same way you did because you gave me the idea of just going to Barnes & Noble and reading it, and, um, but I'll buy the short story collection when it comes out, so, but I just don't want to pay for all those other stories I didn't care about, but it's really good, everybody should, that likes Harry Dredson should go read it, so there you go. Harry Dredson's A Wizard in Chicago, it's by Jim Butcher. Oh yeah, we should explain what, what Harry Dredson is, because they might be stupid people who haven't read it. Uh, or just people who haven't had a chance to, come okay, on now. that's cool. But, uh, The Dredson Files is the series, and it's probably the best you know, fiction out there being written right now. Yeah, best best uh, fantasy being currently written. I hope it's better than the television series. Oh, 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 God, oh, yes. God. oh, oh, God, yeah. yes. <laughs> okay, because that TV show was pretty terrible. Now, that TV show was worse than The Expendables. Yeah, the TV show was worse than The Expendables. Okay. The TV show was, um, like, Jim Butcher, who's the author, actually came on to his forums and was like, guys, I'm going to tell you the truth. I needed some money. I have no creative control over this, and I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I guess at least he was honest about it. Yeah, it was like it's one of those things. He's really funny, like like that. He'll be like, "Why is it, they'll be like, why is this new short story coming out? Uh, my deck broke. 
Mm. <laughs> I needed to buy a new deck. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I understand that authors are probably in sort of a difficult position when they have adaptations of their work come out that aren't that good, but sometimes I hate it when, you know, they're always saying really nice things about, like, some TV show or movie that was really terrible, and I'm, I just, I'm like, come on, you don't need to, to fake it, do you? Exactly. It's like, there's somewhere in your contract where it says you have to say nice things about this, or... I yeah. guess maybe they get they get percentages or something like well, that. They probably still get royalty somehow. You yeah. Know? yeah maybe so they want to so. make sure they still make that money. Yeah, because I remember, um, like, even actors and stuff like that do it. I remember right before the uh, Star Wars re release in the special edition, Carrie Fisher was all bad mouthing all the stuff that happened on the set and saying it was all horrible. And then they announced the special editions, and suddenly Star Wars was the greatest experience of her life, and she loved it. Da 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 da. And a week earlier, she had basically been saying that she had been had been manhandled as a nineteen year old on set, and right. So you know, it's one of those things where, well, I guess your paycheck's tied into that. So, what's been awesome in your life? Um, I've been a little behind on stuff because I've been busy moving. But um, let's see, I've been watching a couple of things, um, catching up on Occult Academy. Which uh, is, you know, not the most original show. Pretty standard plot, but uh, I think it's entertaining enough. And the main character is hilarious. Actually, a lot of the characters are hilarious. Like, Maya has anger management problems and makes, like, the best faces. And then they have the, uh, the random mechanic with the giant wrench who punches people a lot or hits them with a giant wrench. I think the giant wrench must be for the sole purpose of hitting people. I can't really figure out why <laughs> yeah. else he would have one that large. <laughs> and, and there's that guy that looks like he's like the Grugamesh Gr- kid with like the spirit oh, the- divers. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the, the fat Marilyn Manson yeah. kid. Yeah, he's also awesome. In fact, there should be like a whole spinoff show just about the mechanic and the, you know, fat goth kid. Yes. Just the, the really going off and, and having adventures. Because they always, always end up investigating things together. <laughs> and and what's crazy is that the fat kid's always right. Yeah. It takes him forever, but he's always correct. His powers actually do work, and that's the best part. They're just so slow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Cold Academy actually is, is one of the few shows I've really been... I try to pay attention to actually watch it. Mm-hmm. Sadly, the most thing I've really been enjoying that's really new has been the live-action adaptation of Mayashimon. I watched the first episode, and it's interesting because I've noticed that with every um, manga or anime series that gets turned into a live-action drama, they always seem to go through the plot at an incredibly accelerated pace. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it's just because they of the episode counts or what, but, like, they've already... They seem to be going really fast, and they've skipped over a decent amount of stuff in it as well. And they seem to also be kind of rearranging things because it's like K is apparently not there yet. Like he's already taken his leave of absence and they're already showing him in like goth lily mode in the uh, opening credits. Yeah. It's those things are weird. Like I don't, infor- I don't get really into the much of the live action stuff, but I've noticed like, you know, like the sailor moon stuff was crazy, especially right. near the end of it. G- GTO. GTO was really squished. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. sure of the timeline there of, of how much of the manga or whatever was out when the 
TV show came out, but I do remember the GTO TV show is mu- very condensed compared yeah. to the to the manga series. We watched a little bit of the Ace One and I live action, and it was the same thing. Like it went so fast because I remember we had watched, you know, I don't know, twelve episodes or so of the anime because it was being subbed really slowly, and right. they covered that in like two episodes or something of the live action series. It was crazy. Now, granted, there's a lot of filler time of um, Hiromi getting repeatedly hit in the face with tennis balls. So I guess if you just cut that out. (laughs) Okay, so lots of awesome, so I guess we'll take a break and we'll come back with Tezuka's Blackjack. should put clips from the uh, house uh, blackjack commercial here like just the uh, sound clips no one would understand it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because if they were true fans <laughs> they would understand man i was well, a little let down by that commercial i thought they'd yeah. make, make some new animation or something yeah they just they repurposed like you know the have all we, the these yeah have we got a a, a sub version of that yet i haven't seen one i've I seen, seen one uh, either I've seen a translation where someone has gone in and, and written down what has happened, but I haven't oh, seen anyone yeah. actually do it on the video. So, yeah, I haven't seen one. I'd really, I'd really love to have a uh, subtitled version. Yeah, I was, I was kind of hoping there would be some actual, like you know, Roger Rabbit like interaction mm-hmm. between House and uh, uh, Blackjack, but right. But I haven't really seen subs for a lot of the um, sort of extra blackjack stuff like i haven't seen any subs for the other weird blackjack commercials that have been done like they've used him in advertisements for like medical equipment and stuff i show some of these in like my blackjack panel when i do it at cons but yeah they've had like medical equipment commercials with him and stuff like that um and i i still haven't found subs of those i really also want to find like a subbed version of the um I guess there's some TV show that, like, Morning Musume has, or that they were on, and they did, like, a Blackjack sketch, where, like, one of the girls was dressed up as Blackjack, and one of the girls was dressed up as Pinocchio. I haven't been able to find even the full clip of that, let alone one subbed, and nobody has uh, put up a full um, 
version of the uh, the Blackjack Takarazuka show. Oh man, that would I be wonder amazing. if that's even out on DVD. I mean, I think it must be because I've seen clips. I have a couple clips from it that turned up on YouTube, but that's pretty much how I've seen all Takarazuka, like the uh, Phoenix Wright stuff. Like I've only seen a couple, like Edgeworth song yeah. I saw on YouTube. Well, I think the Ugh. thing is that it's a very small hardcore fandom over here, and yeah. they're sort of protective of it. So it hasn't gotten to that stage where everybody, you know, distributes everything online. <sighs> and I guess you could argue that that's a good thing because um, more money goes back to the Takarazuka. But at the same time, like the DVDs are crazy expensive, and so, I'm sure they are. But now, because Eric, I'm not sure what Takarazuka is. Yeah, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Oh, well, um, <laughs> the, the Takarazuka, like, do you know what Kabuki is? Yeah. So Kabuki is, like, that Japanese theater and everybody in it is male. Like, all the actors are men. Well, Takarazuka yeah. is, like, the opposite. So all of the actors are women. And they oh, mostly do awesome. musicals. Actually, it's, like, all musicals. And they do a lot of, like, recognizable Western musicals. So they'll do, like, Guys and Dolls and stuff like that. But then they also have their own original shows and they've done shows based off of like manga and anime like they had you know shows for Rosa Versailles and um and then they did one a little bit ago for Phoenix Wright um I think they're actually going to do another one because it was really successful for them and then they've done Blackjack I'd love to see the Blackjack one like if you remember um in Host Club the anime yeah there were those females that were on all they were on their own drama thing. Ah, indeed. Okay. That sort of stuff. Yeah. Which is actually relevant because one of Tezuka's big influences is that was he the, loved the he-, he loved the hell of Takarazuka. Yes. Well he was from Takarazuka. Yeah. Um, like that's where the Tezuka Museum is. I'm hoping that um I'm probably gonna go to Japan this winter, so I'm hoping to get a chance to go over to Takarazuka. And see oh, the Tezuka Museum and maybe see a Takarazuka show. I might, I don't know, if not, I might try and catch a Takarazuka show in Tokyo because they have like another branch there. But I wish that I could have gone while they were doing Phoenix Wright. So I'm not actually sure what shows they're going to be doing this winter. But That'd be curious. But I guess we should actually get into the topic of hand of Blackjack, who is a doctor. Yes. Of the heart. Well, I mean, he's a doctor of many things. Of many things. He's mostly a surgeon, surgeon. but he's a amazing, oh my god, badass surgeon. A uh, badassery. Right. I, I always kind of describe, when I do my panel on Blackjack, I always do it as like an introductory thing, since a lot of people don't necessarily know what Blackjack is. Ugh, and I always sad. I know. Um, although I, I think the, the manga issues are actually doing fairly well for Vertical. Uh, that's what Ed has indicated anyway. So um, that's good. So it's maybe getting better. But um, I always kind of describe Blackjack as sort of like a cross between Dr. House and Batman. Like he's got kind of the like super awesome doctor uh, thing going, but he's also more of like a man of mystery and action with a dark past. It's true. And it's, it's really hard to like, Get, Blackjack is such a unique character unto himself that it is hard to describe him to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very the house. The house thing is what we usually tell people is like he's an action house is usually what we right. uh, 
We do, too. And I, and I always go, now, this isn't the best description, but it's as good as I can give you that would be relevant to you. Mm-hmm. So, you know. But, uh. And there is a crap ton of it. Oh, yeah. How many volumes are there? I don't even know. I think I'm on eight or nine right now, so I don't even know what, uh. Um, I believe there's 18. So I'm about halfway through. And uh, uh, Vertical is putting out all of them. Yes. Yeah, I think I think we're already up to 12 here. Yes. I think. Yeah. And, I know um, 12 was the last one I got, and I don't think another one's come in come out since then, because I got it not long ago. Yeah, so 12, 12 is uh, uh, what we're up to right now. It's... Oh, where do we start? I'm sorry. I love... So awesome. Well, I guess we can start off, like, who who is he? Okay, yeah. So they run down the, the major characters, I guess. Well, uh, the most major one would be Blackjack, Blackjack. himself. Yeah. yeah, his... As we just got finished saying, it's Action House. Like, <laughs> well, he's got he's, he's got that scar. He's got, yeah, it's, it's the scar on his face, and it's uh, half black and white. And uh, always goes around wearing a white cloak and uh, uh, actually a black cloak and a uh, uh, looking kind of sinister... Yeah, it's kind of like an old-fashioned, like, sort of almost Victorian suit with uh, yeah. kind of a cape. Exactly, it's got the, the old Victorian half-cape. Like yes. the, uh It's like a riding cloak or something, actually. It's like his fancy little bow tie that he wears everywhere. <laughs> and in Blackjack 21, he wears a hilarious hat as a disguise. Because <laughs> no one will know. recognize him <laughs> he wears a hat, hat I guess. <laughs> oh, man, he's the original Clark Kent right there. It's, uh... <laughs> No one knows who I am now. But he's also, he's an amazing doctor. Just crazy he's amazing good. surgeon. Amazing surgeon. Well, I mean, he's, he's able to diagnose yeah, things, he's a, Yeah, he's a good doctor, but what he's amazing at is the speed and accuracy of his surgery. Like, But he's not licensed, because screw that licensing crap. That'll just, that's just the man keeping it down. Right, right. Like, uh, well, it's got more than that, but I don't know how, since we're only talking about one through three, I don't know how, how deep we want to get into... Uh, to that, because there's more reason for him not being licensed. At least I've read more reasons into him not being licensed uh, into something I read in volume four, I think, or five. We could probably do look up to five. Okay, like because um, there's there's one where he's like got one of the people who he feels responsible for scarring him, and he's dropped him on an island full of landmines and stuff, and <laughs> and uh, and he's he's going okay. I got this checklist of these five guys that I feel are responsible for scarring me and killing my mother, and I'm going to use my millions to get give ironic punishments to all of them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they ever if they ever bring that back or something, but I thought that was really cool that there was like an overarching kind of fit reason for him always wanting millions of dollars. Right. Which he does. He... There's a few different things um, to that, because they discuss, like, there's a, a point in the manga, I believe, where they... Um, Discuss that he uses a great deal of the money to pay for this island um, that he owns, which is kind of like a nature preserve. That's interesting. I did not know that. Um, so, yeah, there's like a couple different things. I mean, I think that's one of the interesting things about him as a character is there's rarely like one motivation for the things that he does. There's usually like yeah. a few different reasons and I don't know if some of that was like Tezuka 
you know, retconning stuff or just kind of throwing whatever out and how much of it was him, like, consciously trying to make him a more layered character, but... I don't know what he was trying to do, but the result is I think he is a very layered very character. Very yeah. Like, um, I love his, his code. That's one of the things that if we're talking about Blackjack, the character, you got it. He's always got his, like, you know, he's got a weak spot for children. He will do anything for anyone he feels he has, who has, uh, helped him out. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to repay his debt. Like, there's one where, where a guy drove back and was a witness for him, like, ten years earlier. And that guy's dying of something in a hospital. And he's like, well, I'll do the surgery because I'll save his life. And the doctors will go, no, you, we can't do it. So he goes, huh. Goes up to the top floor, goes to the director and says, I'll give you $120 million for your hospital. Goes back to the bottom floor and says, I'm the owner of this hospital now. I'm doing the surgery. And it's like he will do anything for someone he feels he owes a debt to. Right. And, uh... But if he knows that he can get the money out of you, he's going to. Well, it's adults. Like, it seems to me that he helps women and children out, which I guess, you know, it was written in the 50s and 60s and stuff, so I guess that's the... Uh, the moral of the time, Wait, but, like... Oh, sorry. It's not even just that. I mean, it's it's more like he's very quick to uh, char- extort money from, like, rich people or people that he feels are bad people. There's, like, a kind of a moral, like, judgment angle to it. So, I mean, there are a few stories where he um, eases up on the payments for, I think, men as well, but it's more like... If you sort of demonstrate to him that you are a good person who values your life and or the lives of your loved ones, like, he'll often cut them slack on the payment. Like, he'll either, you know, allow them to pay him off gradually or he'll lower the payment to something, like, simple, you know, oh, just, you know, let me, uh, get me dinner or, you know, do this thing for me. He's very big on... You know, people who are actually willing to work to make sure they get to live. Yeah. Well, because that's sort of his big thing. Like, part of the the justification for his uh, exorbitant fees is that he says that, you know, life is the most important thing in the world. And so if you value your life or the life of the person you love then you should be willing to do anything, even if it's paying a ridiculous amount of money, even if it's working for the rest of your life to pay it off, because that, you know, life and health should be worth more to you than anything else. Yeah, like, he's got... It's a it's a real uh, humanistic philosophy, which I guess makes sense, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, considering it says it's work. And also there's a... Uh, I don't know. For me, with the ones, though, where he's helping out people that are, like, that are... The poor people, he usually does it, like, on the slide a lot of the times. Like, he'll he'll take some money, and then suddenly 59 million of it or whatever will appear. Right. Like, or he'll write checks back and then leave, you know. Like, uh, uh, he he always does something where it doesn't appear uh, like he's being a nice guy. He just does these random things. <laughs> well, I guess um, he's got to maintain his cover as a jerk. Exactly. He's got this cover, because I, I guess he needs it so he can extort the the money from the evil people. They've got to believe that he won't help them right. without the money, so... Well, I mean, if he does feel they're, you know, they deserve the fees, he won't help them. Like, if they were to go, like, I want $15 million for this. Well, I can't, I'm not going to pay that. Go away. He'll go, okay, I'll go away. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then usually they'll go, oh, God, I'm about to die. Oh, here's $15 million. 
And he does make a lot of moral judgment. I mean, it's almost the... I don't know what order it was actually written in, but it's almost like the third or second or third story or whatever where a rich mob boss comes in and, and is like, a save my son and use this body of this other kid to do it. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and he basically kills the, other, the, the guy's son and then... You know, he says, sure, I'll take the money for that, and then doesn't help him at all, and help because the kid was a jerk, and everyone hated right. him. Right, helps the other kid instead, yeah. Yeah, so, and takes the money. He got the money in that one, and uh, uh, saved the good guy in that right. one. So. Yeah, the, uh, the stories in the English edition, because uh, the English edition is basically the same as one of the, like, hardcover deluxe editions that came out in Japan. I don't remember if it's the same one as the that has all the realistic art on the covers it might be um but that was kind of like a classics type release and so the stories are not in order oh yeah i was actually going to ask about that uh while we while we were after we stopped recording actually is why are all the stories out of order yeah, I think it's just because like it was that way in that release, and maybe I don't know why they made the decision to do in the order they did in that release. Maybe it was like to link things together thematically, or to have like they felt that they flowed interestingly. I mean, for the most part, it's not really a big deal because the stories are fairly standalone. I think there's like a couple cases where like. You know, Pinocchio will like disappear for a story in the middle of the volume because it might have been before she showed up. Yeah, there's there's the Pinocchio, and a lot of the stuff actually specifically with Pinocchio, where her development, where she's learning more about yeah. being a person, and in one volume she won't even know how to use an alarm clock, and in the next story in the same volume she'll be helping him in surgery, right, and be a competent nurse, and and then there'll be a next story where she's a really bad nurse and he's yeah. teaching her how to do it, so it's kind of. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that's affected by switching the order around. But Pinocchio is her own special snowflake as well. Yeah, and that's, I <laughs> yeah. guess that's, that's the next character we should talk about. Is she's a Pinocchio. very special snowflake. Uh, let's see, Pinocchio was a I can't remember what kind of cyst originally, where essentially like a second twin was growing inside. Right, it's like a teratoid cystoma or something like that, or a teratoma yeah. for short. Yeah, it's basically uh, like if you've seen the Venture Brothers, um, they use this plot in the Venture Brothers as well, where like you have twins in the womb, and one of them gets absorbed into the body of the other twin, and uh, usually they just become like a little clump of dead tissue, and there might be like, you know, a tooth or like something else in there, but it's usually just like... It's like a tumor, and so a benign tumor, and so usually they just remove it. Um, but in blackjack, you know, the medical cases are never quite that normal or simple, because <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't need to call blackjack. It's true, and, and so you've got this whole full set of organs uh, and a and, personality, and nervous system there. grown in there. Right. And every time somebody tries to remove it, it, uh, uh, I guess, psychically. Makes them kill themselves or run away or do all sorts of. Yeah, I don't know if they ever like mention Pinocchio having psychic powers after that. I think it kind of gets dropped. Maybe once she's out of her sister's body, she doesn't. Yeah, it's it's not a mechanism anymore. I don't know. We'll say normally a human being only uses ten percent of the brain. (laughs) When in that other body, Pinocchio was using all the other ninety. Don't bring up the Sorcerer's Apprentice here. Uh. Like. 
Hey, it's also been like a bunch of other things recently. It's kind of strange. It's that fact's been brought up a lot, even though it's not a real actual fact. Right. But, uh, it's always kind of one of the go-to explanations for psychic powers or other strange phenomena. Yeah. But uh, basically, Blackjack is trying to cut it out and makes an agreement that's like, I'll keep you alive if you'll let me cut you out because you're killing your sister. And so dumps all the organs and stuff into a big pot of uh, some kind of uh, culture. He calls it something, something or other culture. Right. And then builds a wooden mannequin for it and installs the body in there. Um, you know, like you do on a Tuesday. <laughs> exactly. You know, this is always so weird. To, this is the hardest part about explaining blackjack to people for me. Right. Because I'll be going, you know, so people will be like, so who's this little girl? Well, originally she was a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and now she's from Pinocchio, right? Because uh, that's what she's named after. Yeah, um, she's she's definitely a difficult character, I think, for people to come to grips with and to explain to people. Like, I know it was it took me a while to get like accustomed to her and to adjust. And at first, like, I really didn't like her at all. Like, it took me a long time to sort of kind of realize what was going on there and sort of appreciate what she adds to the series I think it's it's harder to 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 really relate to her like in the anime because then you really see you you really really see just how obnoxious she can be oh you mean like in the tv series yeah or in the oavs or uh or what have you or like in the movie well the, the oavs in the movie are difficult because you really don't get any of her backstory. So she's just this random, strange little girl who lives with Blackjack and acts very bizarre and claims to be his wife or whatever. And it it doesn't make any sense if you don't know the story already. So, and that was the first, you know, stuff that I saw of Blackjack. So I was like, what is wrong with this girl? I (laughs) I didn't understand anything that was happening there. And I was like, this is really weird. I I can totally see that. What the hell is going on? With this I didn't understand until actually a few years ago, and I was actually reading the um, the Viz editions mm-hmm. of Blackjack. Also covered the same, a different set of stories. Yes, but include the Pinocchio story, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's weird. But okay, <laughs> it makes sense now. Oddly, I've always liked her. Kurt. I always thought she was a goofy because um, she's the you know to continue actually your Batman analogy. She's the Robin, right? And and in that, I mean, she's the the uh, Batman is such a dark, you know, brooding character, and Pino- you know, and Robin is the kind of little ray of sunshine that lets you into the character's yeah. actual emotions and thought process, and that's what Pinocchio is for Blackjack. Well, and I think similarly too, you know, Blackjack and and Batman to continue that comparison are both sort of people who are really isolated. I mean, Blackjack is pretty physically isolated. I mean, he lives on this house on like a cliff. And he doesn't really associate with people very much except for his patients. And then it's, you know, just kind of a professional thing. Um, And there's different stories that talk about how basically isolated he is. And, you know, Bruce Wayne isn't an isolated person in the sense that he doesn't associate with people. But he's he's still very isolated and even in the midst of that just because of, you know, him being a crazy uh, vigilante. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, Pinocchio and Robin, or really the entire extended Bat family, like, they also kind of help to humanize these characters who otherwise would just be sort of like these, you know, maybe two-dimensional, like, 
dark uh, outcast characters. And it's interesting. I mean, a lot of people hate Robin, too. You know, there's a lot of people that think that Batman would be better if Robin never existed. I am not one of those people. But so similarly, there are a lot of people who think, you know, oh, and especially with Pinocchio being so much younger than Robin and um, so much more like openly comedic. You know, there's a lot of people that are just like, no, I just want, you know, action and Blackjack being dark and brooding. And that's really... Ugh, those are the handle. people that read Punisher comics. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, well, those are people like Frank Miller, and they're bad people. Well, exactly. Well, it, it's one of those things where, honestly, that's actually one of my biggest problems with... And I haven't seen a ton of the um, Blackjack animated stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but my biggest problem is, is the stuff I've seen seems to sacrifice a lot of the comedic elements for the darker brooding elements yeah. a lot of times. And I'm like, but that's, you know, the whole thing to me that makes Blackjack awesome is almost the dichotomy of the two. Right. And so if you take out too much of one, all you've got is just another generic brooding uh, hero. I I actually think it's kind of interesting because I think the two different sort of anime properties go, each one goes too far in one direction or the other. So like the original OAVs in the movie from the 90s that Dazaki did are, you know, very Dazaki, like melodrama and they're dark and Pinocchio's in them, but she's not in them very much. And like you said, there's really not a lot of comedy. It's much more like serious and dramatic. Um, but the TV series, I feel like they maybe went a little too far in the other direction of making it very family friendly because it aired in sort of like a family like early evening time slot. And uh, like there's a lot of Pinocchio, but they also add in, like, these other weird things, like... So I think it's in one of the early volumes, but have you guys have read the story with the dog, right? Where there's, like, the dog who's stealing things from people? Uh, stealing yes. all the money. Right, yeah. so, like... I mean, I don't know if I should spoil the ending of that, but, like, they totally change that in the anime, and... After that episode, they keep that dog. So for the entire rest of the show, they just have an ugly, stupid dog. What? Hanging around that just, like, does weird things. And they also, like, added in a lot more, like, supporting characters. So several of the people who, in the manga, were, like, a patient for one episode. Um, In the TV anime, like... They stick around. So, like, um, Shadaku, who is the bald kid with the um, the bandage on his forehead, he's from another Tezuka series. But he was the one who got, like, the needle. The part of the needle broke off in his body. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it went through. Right. Yeah, so they, they did to, uh... that in the, in the anime, too. But, again, like, he sticks around, and he basically becomes, like, Pinocchio's buddy. And then he and Pinocchio, like, hang out a lot and go, like, have crazy hijinks and adventures. And then, like, That's... Shadaku's got, like, his you know, friend, like, sister figure, and then there's, like, um, Hige Oyaji, or, like, Mr. Mustachio, plays, like, this, uh, he owns this coffee shop that Blackjack and Pinocchio go to all the time. So they added in, like, a lot more other characters to give it, to make Blackjack less, like, isolated. So it becomes a little too much sometimes. 
I haven't. I don't think I've seen this one, and now I don't know if I. I mean, I'll give it a try. Yeah, but. it's the more recent um, television anime. Like Blackjack Twenty One, I think is a better balance because it's still got a lot of Pinocchio, but it has a lot more of the darker material. Because like Kiriko is in Twenty One, which he never shows up in the main TV series. Like. I'd still say it's worth watching. The main TV series is a lot more accurate to the manga than the OAVs were, but it's definitely, like, upped the comedy factor a lot. Uh, I really like the, um, was it the uh, Two Dark Doctors or Two Black Doctors? The new movie, yeah. Yeah. Which was pretty much Blackjack versus Kiriko. Mm-hmm. Um, who I guess we should also say who he is, because he's sort of right. the rival character. He is the, um... Yeah, the evil... In- the evil doctor who uh, gives up really quickly and kills patients because he got driven kind of crazy. What, was it Korea or Vietnam or something? Like, where did he... Uh, I think uh, originally it was um, World War Two because of when the manga was manga first was written. Released. Yeah. But then they've since kind of, like, vaguely alluded to it being, like, Vietnam uh, or Korea, like some more recent conflicts as the as time has moved on, because now he'd be way too old if it was like World War Two. You know? yeah, yeah, so he saw these, you know, uh, prisoner these uh, uh, prisoners, these He's soldiers like that had, yeah, exactly. He, they they all had horrible wounds, but they couldn't die, mm-hmm. and he, you know, goes around. So he goes around killing people. Essentially, he's like the anti-blackjack. Right. He's like, like uh, Doctor Kevorkian. Like, like he wants to release them from their pain, not cure them of their pain. Right. Yeah. I mean, because his, his whole philosophy is that sometimes there's just nothing you can do. And this is kind of an interesting thing in Blackjack because it's a theme that comes up repeatedly in several stories where um, even though Blackjack is like the best doctor on the face of the earth and even though we always see him doing all these amazing things and he almost seems magical there's still a lot of storylines where the whole point is that doctors are still human beings they're not god and they're not magicians and they can't save everybody so they can everybody. still fail right yeah they can still fail right yeah. sometimes you know no matter what you do even blackjack can't save people and Kiriko's sort of philosophy is that, you know, sometimes you can't save people and it's better than to spare them pain if you can't do anything. But Blackjack's, since he values life so much, like his idea is that that is totally wrong. And that even if in the end you can't do anything, you have to try. And that you are failing as a doctor if you don't try to to help them or save them up until the very last minute. Because that's what doctors do. Right? And, and Kiriko also, he gives up really, is the other thing with the characters, that he gives up way sooner than, than I mean, Blackjack never gives up, but like he gives, you know, almost instantaneously. I can think of at least <laughs> two storylines where he kills a guy that Blackjack could have saved. Right. Um, at least two separate stories, and that's only in the first you know, eight volumes or so. Well, it's because he only goes to people, like, when they're ready to die. He goes, okay, well, I'll take care of you. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, that's really what they hire him to do, so... But, Uh, yeah, I think he does, you know, draw the line maybe a little too soon just because he's seen so many horrible things. Uh, I think Blackjack accuses him of not caring about people, but I don't think that that's actually true. 
I mean, I think the Kiriko yeah. does really think that he's helping people. But, I mean, it's, there's the one with his father. Right. Like, uh, or with his own dad, where, where uh, and him and Blackjack fight over rescuing his dad. And I think that one is the one that really reveals that Kiriko does care yeah. about these people. It's just, he feels this is the best way to help them. Right. That's kind of a rough story. <laughs> no, that, that's a very yeah. rough story. And so I don't want to say too much more sure. about it, because that's a, oof. That's one of the better ones I've ever actually read. And, and there's some stories where Kiriko actually wins. Yeah. yeah, there's a good one. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love the one where um, they have, like, a bet, like, whether Blackjack can save this patient, because, like, the same woman, like, hired Kiriko, and then her kids hired Blackjack, and so they kind of have, like, a running bet about who will win, like, will Blackjack be able to save her or not, and, like, Blackjack uh, saves her, and he's, you know, ah, I showed you, Kiriko, I, I saved them after all, and then, like, she and her kids leave the hospital and get in a car accident and die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like right afterward. And Kiriko, oh. Kiriko basically walks right up to Blackjack and is like, "Sucker!" Ha 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 ha. Yes, in your face. And he's just like, he's like, he says something to it, and something like, you know, you see, they're all, you know, it's all useless in the end. He says something really depressing yeah. when he goes up to. <laughs> and he just laughs like, in his face, and Blackjack is like, "No." <laughs> God damn it! And there, and there is another thing that really keys you. You know, we were talking about Pinocchio earlier and how she leads into the emotions of Blackjack, and that's the other big thing that does is uh, his absolute hatred of losing a patient. Right. Like, um, which is something you have to talk about when Kiriko is around because uh, he loses a couple of patients <laughs> when uh, that character pops up. It's like, oh, somebody's probably gonna die. So, um. I don't know if anybody, at least in the volumes I've read, any super huge for recurring characters. Well, there is the uh, quote-unquote love interest. The, 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 the trap, like, or... Uh, <laughs> the eventual trap, yes. The eventual trap, uh, like... Um, like, he, she sort of shows up a couple of times. Yeah, but I don't... Tezuka, I guess it was just, you know, the time period, but that story drives me crazy. I'm like, really, Tezuka? Ugh. That was a really weird story. <laughs> I remember reading that and just be like, "I don't know what? if we should explain to people or if we should leave them to discover." <laughs> no, let's just leave that character. Uh, like we've, I think we've. Uh, let's see, there's her. Yeah. But, I mean, there's some other reoccurring characters, but mostly it's just like star system people. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Blackjack right. has a lot of cameos. Um, Sometimes the same person from the star system will play multiple people in different Blackjack stories. So, like, I think that Higayaji shows up multiple times as different people. I know Rock. Um, oh, Rock's all over. Yeah, yeah Rock, Rock is, is in, like, everywhere. Like, he shows up so yeah, many I, times in Blackjack. Like, it, I, I got real confused, actually, because I was real new to Tezuka stuff when I first started in Blackjack. Mm -hmm. And the same character was popping up, like, <laughs> but with a different name and a different personality. Yeah. Well, sort of different personality. He's always the same kind of character, generally. Right. But, uh, and I was going, like, what's going on here? You know, is this a, is this a, a Kiratoriyama situation where you can only draw three people? Or are we, you know... But uh, for quick overview, um, Tessica has what we call a star system. It pretty much has a staple of character designs and general personality archetypes right. he uses throughout his work. Well, we talked about the fact that he was um, influenced by the Takadazuka, and so part of his, the fact that he was influenced by the theater was that he thought about his characters not as characters in a particular story, but he thought about them like actors. 
So, like, if you get the um, that Art of Osamu Tezuka book that Helen McCarthy did, they actually have, like, an image of a sheet from a notebook that he had where he has, like, a list of all of these different star system characters, and then he has a list of, like, the name of their, like, talent agency, and then, like, what their fee is for performances. And so... Okay, that's awesome. And so, like he thought of it as having like a stable of actors and so how it like certain directors like let's say for example Joss Whedon has certain actors that he likes to work with so he'll reuse those actors so you'll see the same person in like Buffy and then in Firefly and then in Dollhouse well Tezuka would do the same thing like he would reuse the same actors and so you'll see the same character in the terms of like character design and maybe sort of similar personality like you said, pop up in multiple different works, playing a different role. Yeah, like uh, like the two that I notice a ton of in Blackjack are Rock and the I don't know his name. He's the mayor in like Metropolis. He's the old the he's always like a gangster lord and stuff like that. It's a beak nose and a balding head. I can't remember like uh, oh what like his name with the is. the huge nose and like the bird hair. Yeah, and the bird hair. Yeah, Duke like, Red, yeah, he's I in, think, or something like that. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like uh, he's he's uh, he's in there like three or four times. Usually as a mobster or yeah. a high level guy. Yeah, I think Hamig shows up a bunch of times too. Like he's kind of the skeezy guy with like the little like mustache and the uh, oh yeah the greasy and looking hair. Oh, every has the uh, female teacher. Like, at least within Blackjack, she she appears every time he needs like a teacher. It's that same. Oh, right. It's that same. Yeah, same lady. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if she shows up multiple times, but I know at least once he uses um, the design f- uh, for Sapphire from Princess Night mm. for like female characters. So yeah, there's a ton of them. Like I believe that when he first started doing Blackjack, he sort of um, intended it to be like a major star system showcase, but. Well, it, it makes spe- a, a sense, especially because um, it's very serialized. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean there are overarching plots overall. Right. That you know that it is stuff does happen, but a lot of it is very much standalone. Right. So I could see him really wouldn't use it to show off his his guys, his characters. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, and what I've heard is that it was also kind of an opportunity for him to sort of re kickstart his career. Because, like, right before Blackjack was when he was making a lot of those really dark, uh, messed-up Gekiga works. Right. And, I mean, some of those, like, now we can look back and regard them as classics, maybe, but a lot of them really didn't... They weren't very popular at the time. And so I think, like, his career had kind of been on a downward turn because a lot of those just weren't really major uh, successes. So Blackjack was sort of, like an opportunity to go back and do another, like, manga for young people. And and it really worked because Blackjack is sort of, like, the in-between. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like the cross, it's the crossover, it's the cross-pollination of the two. Mm-hmm. Like, so. I mean, it's much darker than, say, a lot of the, like, I guess... Earlier, it's earlier stuff, right. earlier stuff. But it's lighter than the... <laughs> way lighter than the Gekka stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I have to... Re- Sorry, it's just you have to read that Gekka stuff like half a volume at a time. <laughs> it's really, you know, Blackjack. I will. Um, I was staying over at uh, uh, the apartment that Basil shares, and uh, so for a couple of days, and he had all his Blackjack out, and I was just plowing through volumes, mm-hmm. like you know. And then I, you get some of this uh, Gekka stuff, and it's like, well, I've read 
20 pages, I will go do something happy now. <laughs> and I will come back and read another 20 pages. Right. But, okay, so we've run out of the characters. I don't think we want to spoil any stories, and it's really hard to go over a... There's not, like, a connecting plot thread to, to go through the, the serialized, so... Yeah, I mean, I it's guess... pretty much, you know, Blackjack gets a call from somebody who needs his services because, you know, they've got some incredibly bizarre medical predicament that sometimes borders on the fan- the magical or fantastic... And uh, then Blackjack proceeds to at least try to help them. And sometimes, like, crazy things interfere in the middle of it, like involving, you know, mobsters or terrorists or what have you. Or invisible patients or... uh... What we can do is we're going to take a break, we're going to come back, and then each of us will share our, like, favorite Blackjack story from, like, the first few volumes. Okay, that works. Because it's so serialized, we can do, like, a story, and there's still a whole book of other stories you can talk about. Oh, my gosh. Let's okay. go for their own. So it's gonna be a hard pick, yeah. but I will do my best. Sorry, right, we're gonna take a break. We'll come back with more blackjack. Welcome back. Awesome cast. Talking about Blackjack. Um, while Eric and Clarissa are still looking for their favorite stories, whether through their collection or in their heads, Miles actually, we mentioned earlier about the kid who had the needle stuck into him. And Blackjack's like, I'm going to get this. And everyone's like, no, you're crazy. You can't get this. It, it's too, it's, it's a little needle. You, you can't find it. You'll never be able to. He's like, no, I'm going to do this. And he tries all sorts of crazy techniques in order to find it and fails. Because you can, once a little like little needle type thing gets stuck in your body, it's impossible. I know this because recently I had to take my mother to a series of, uh, to the orthopedic doctors because she got a bit of an insulin needle stuck in her foot. Mm. And so we, all we could do was keep it, un, you know, keep disinfecting it every week until it healed. Because you, it's never going to come out. Because you can't find it. They're, they're so small and impossible to see. Um, and he try, Blackjack tries, and like everybody else, he in fact fails. And he's like, Ugh, merge, Blackjack angry. And then he gets a call saying, Ah, oh, the needle popped right back out. Where, where it went in. And he's like, what? It's like, it must have just cruised on through a light. The veins and everything, it just popped right back out. Human body's crazy. Yeah. 
<laughs> and Blackjack is like, well, that's good. Damn it, I didn't fix them, though. <laughs> it was just one of those things where, like, even Blackjack is not perfect. He's not invincible. But that doesn't always mean it has an unhappy ending. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was, you know, a, a neat thing. Because normally when Blackjack fails, the person dies. Right. But by this time, you know, he failed, but they lived anyways to really have God shove it in his face. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is hard. The one I'm going to talk about, I'm not going to call it my favorite because it's one of those things where it's like, I like Blackjack, I just, I can't do that. I can't rank all, what time of day is it? That's, you know, whatever my favorite's going to be. But the one I'm going to talk about right now is one of my absolute favorites is, uh, there's a kid whose whole family died of cancer and he wanted to uh, to be a, to become a doctor, but he's got cancer too. Oh yeah, and uh, and uh, he's uh, his his mentor basically uh, is I think it's his his mentor knows Blackjack and comes in and asks him to uh, to take a look and see if there's anything he can do. And Blackjack's like, no, this you know this kid's just gonna die. And but the kid's thing is he wants to cure one person of cancer as he's desperate for it, and so um, he goes in and uh, Blackjack just silently comes in and says, "I'm going to help you do this operation," and watches him operate on this one patient, his only patient ever, and he dies ten minutes before the operation's finished, but his heart stops, but he still finishes the operation, and uh, I just and, and Blackjack's just like, you know, I bet he's bragging about his this to his family in heaven right now or wherever. And, yeah. And, uh, I, I don't know, like, I, it's not a very Blackjack story, I guess he's almost a minor character in it, it's mostly about this kid, but it's just, I don't know, it's a real feel-good story, I guess, sort of, in that kind of depressing the kid died in the end way. Right. But, uh... Well, he's really good at that sometimes, like, sometimes even bad things will happen, and you're so like, yeah, exactly. Well, that'd be a better place. <laughs> Well, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's, uh, you know, the world doesn't always have happy endings, but sometimes it has, I don't know, you know, things can be good even if they're not happy, right. if that makes any sense. And uh, so that's that's mine. Yeah, it's it's kind of tough for me. Like, it's hard for me to pick, like, one story that I like more than all the others. Um, and there's kind of different types of Blackjack stories. Like, there's ones that... I like a lot because it showcases Blackjack just being ridiculously awesome. Um, but then there's other ones that, you know, sort of are more, like, freak you out or something like that. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> we already talked earlier about the uh, the introductory story for Kiriko, uh, where um, the uh, patient that Blackjack saves uh, dies in an accident right afterwards. So I won't pick that one. But um, I don't know. Maybe... Um, it's a tough decision. I kind of Isn't like. It? There's that one story, uh, Hospital Jacked, where um, Blackjack is performing an operation, and there's like, uh, like these people like come in and like take over the hospital, and oh, yeah, they like, lose like, like power in the operating yes. room, and Blackjack has to operate on this person in the dark, and he can't see at all. And he performs this entire operation completely blind, and of course does it perfectly. 
Well, the, all the other doctors are like going, why don't you at least try it and everything? And all he's doing is sitting there staring at the patient the whole time. Right. And as soon as, and when the lights go out, he, they go, you're going to try to operate? He's like, I've been memorizing this person's body yes. for the last three hours. <laughs> <laughs> like. So and so he. Oh. oh. Yeah, that's kind of one great, of those, uh, like, Blackjack is a badass stories. Like, there's, there's some other good ones of those, like the Dingoes one as well, but. I mean, the one where he operates, where he on, operates himself. on himself. Yeah, I always use like, that as uh, an example in my panel, where it's like, in the middle of the Australian outback, surrounded by uh, hungry dingoes, and he's, like, operating on himself in this little, like, you know, portable bubble. medical tent. <laughs> we should give this panel an interview so I can go to it. Like, uh... She did last awesome. year, actually. She did last year? Well, I wasn't at Edboy last oh, year. That's yeah. not acceptable. Like, I don't think they're taking any f- more panel submissions, So, but it's and it's not on our list so far, so... No. Well, there's always, ne- there's always next next show. Yeah. yeah. I just remember one more that I liked was the uh, the old lady one. You just like that old lady's faces. <laughs> that's the best faces. Was that the like, one whose, like, could... sons wouldn't come to see her, or...? Yes. Yeah. yeah like... She was basically, like, painting off her dead. Wait, are you confusing two different stories? Or are you talking about the one where the four, with the four sons and she disowned one? No, no. Or are you talking is, about the one, where, the one where she had she kept asking for money and it was yes. because she'd been oh, paying a debt off yeah, for yeah, right. okay. for like and then Blackjack's like, would you pay a debt off for thirty years to her son and, and for me to save her? And he's like, yes. And and uh, he's walking out. Pinocchio's going like, will he pay? And he's going like, oh yeah, <laughs> this guy will pay. <laughs> Like, because he realized how important actually you know his mom's life was to him, and didn't realize what she's been doing for him so all these years. Right. So it's one of the yeah. That's uh, he he comes out of reading this story, and he's like, "This is the best blackjack story." And I'm like, "Why? This old woman's faces are awesome." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, speaking it's of like, faces, uh, I I also love that story the uh, the face sore. Mm. Yes, that was a creep. That's one of the creepy ones. There was a really good OAV episode based on that story too. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I'll have to. I'll have to see that. Yeah. That was a really. That was one of the. Uh, it's you know it turned out to be a crazy. Oh, I don't want to. Never mind. Yeah. But uh, it's hard to talk about it without like spoiling it. But this guy I has know. like a a tumor that like has a face and like it keeps you know moving, uh, and like every time the they show- try to remove it, it just reappears. And they're showing like earlier ones, and this kid had a frog on his stomach, mm-hmm. and yeah, like oh God, all sorts yeah. of. Yeah. And he's like, we took it off, but he hopped around and ate bugs for a year <laughs> afterwards. And it was like, whoa, what? There's a couple of yeah. like, I like that with blackjack where it's it's not. I don't want to say science fiction, but I don't want to say fantasy. Right. It's like a just. Well, we, we, somehow we went. This whole thing didn't mention that Tesca's actually a doctor. Oh yes. Right. That's true. That's probably an important fact to mention on a blackjack. Uh, yeah, I, I think a, stuff like blackjack was kind of you know he wasn't a practicing doctor once he decided to become a manga artist. So I think it was kind of like living out his uh, his dreams from being a doctor through that. And like blackjack is probably like you know the quintessential doctor that Tezuka like wishes he could be. And it, it's probably also a lot of the stories reflect uh, how. Uh, Stuffy and how bad the bureaucracy right. of being a doctor in Japan were, right. um, and so I'm sure some of that is from real life experiences at medical school and dealing with, yeah, uh, definitely professors. But yeah, there's this really weird mix of like very accurate um, information since Tezuka was a doctor and like he knows the human anatomy very well and all of that, and then like just this crazy stuff because like I said, 
you know, if you had a normal medical problem, you wouldn't need to go see Blackjack. So it's sort of like every single episode of House, the patient has, like, some incredibly bizarre medical condition that, uh, you know, because otherwise they wouldn't need, like, that, you know, famous a diagnostician. Similarly, you wouldn't need Blackjack if you had a normal medical problem. So it's always really bizarre things. Although sometimes you get the really weird ones, like... Um, in one of these first few volumes, they have one of those where Blackjack has to operate on the supercomputer. Yes. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. That was a good it's one. It's like the supercomputer that runs a hospital, and Blackjack has to cure the supercomputer. Yeah, it's like the... And, and they're all like, you're not an engineer, and he's just like, I'm his doctor, damn it. <laughs> you know, I'm going to take care of this. Or, uh, I think I mentioned earlier, the, the two kids that bring their mother in, and yeah. there's nothing there... And, he, and they're like, we need you to operate on on our mother. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, we need, you know, we need you to operate on our mother. Here's 30 million yen. Hmm. Operating on an invisible person? Well, the price is right. <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> like, let's, I haven't seen if it's he, in the manga um, or, or if it's in one of the volumes that's come out yet. But I know they had it in the TV series and all of those episodes are based on manga stories, but the one there's one where like blackjack operates on an alien. Oh, I haven't read that one. That's not anything I've read. And somehow, of course, blackjack is able to figure out alien physiology. <laughs> oh, the man built a girl out of a cyst in a wooden <laughs> Pinocchio. I think the man could handle yeah, it. That's true. <laughs> but did he ever do with lupus? I, yeah, did he ever deal with lupus? That's the big thing. Does anyone in Blackjack ever have lupus? But it's never like, lupus, uh, so it's probably not. It's never lupus. It was. It was lupus. In uh, there's actually like a season four episode of House where I was of House like, oh. where he's like finally at the end of the episode. It's like, well, we finally done it. It was lupus. And uh, never bring it up ever again. Yeah, then they never bring huh. lupus up. I wonder again. if I missed yeah. that episode because I completely forgot about that. Yeah, th- there is one single because they spent. Oh, what could it be? And finally, it is lupus. <laughs> I, think you'll like to, huh, I guess they know. had to get around to it at some point. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think it was them literally addressing the running gag in their own show. Yeah. So, but Blackjack is good stuff. Blackjack is awesome. Everyone should read it. Um, yes. I gotta tell you guys, I am about as I mean, peripheral anime manga fan as you get. I mean, I watch anime and read manga, but uh, I am not a super hardcore. And the moment I picked it, uh, oh my god, it was just, I started picking up all sorts of other Tezuka stuff. At this point, I've read Mew and Buddha and just all sorts of crazy stuff. And it's uh, it's like a gateway drug. You guys all got to uh, <laughs> to get into Blackjack. Blackjack is definitely my favorite Tezuka work that I've read mm. so far. If you, if you like Bones or House right. or any of those kind of shows, pick up Blackjack. You will like Blackjack. Yes, definitely. Uh, normally at this point is when we give our, our actual real important ratings. How many awesomes, awesomes out of awesome yeah. can something be? And so now that's... It's usually when we make up some stupid pun. Uh, so I'm going to go uh, uh, with uh, a one little wooden girl out of, uh, out of awesome. So we'll go with that. You I'm know. going to give it... Five scalpels. Five scalpels that were made by a swordsmith. Oh, we forgot to mention that the swordsmith (laughs) scalpels. Guys, there's so much awesome in here. There's no way we could cover. No, yeah, there's so there's so many things. So many things. Yeah, this is like so. Just know that there are scalpels forged by one of the greatest swordsmiths of all Japan in this. Right. And acupuncture needles. (laughs) uh, Oh, there's a 
That's another guy. There's another guy we didn't mention. Anyway, no, whatever. But, uh, so, I went, you went, ah, okay. Um, let's see. I think I will give it, ooh, that's a good one. Hmm. Gotta get a hard decision. Yeah, Basil took the good one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> hmm. Find a head. About 120 stitches out of no. no. <laughs> um, let's say I will give it. Five pearls given to you in payment for surgery by a killer whale. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, the pet killer whale! <laughs> oh, we couldn't. Uh, why could Black Jack the, the Whale Whisperer is such a good story. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I should have put that as my favorite. Or the, or the killer deer. There's a lot of killer oh, God, animals. Yeah, the in deer this. with the brain transplant. The deer with the brain yes. transplant. Yes! Guys, there's a deer with a much bigger brain than a human. Yes. <laughs> yes you should just know that. And of course, okay. it ends up being evil. Evil! That's true. Because it's, uh, in every test work I've read, anytime someone tries to go against nature, it's evil. Right, right. So, and uh, with that, we are... Well, first, I want to oh, say Sorry. thank you, for Clarissa, for joining us. No problem. I am always happy to talk about how awesome Blackjack is. Well, we hope you had a good time. I did indeed. And... Now, okay. now, with that, we are out. out. out.